0: Welcome to the second episode of Series 57, everybody. We're getting close to the final episode of 2022 with this one. But before we get to the episode, a quick note on our call to action.
1: Some of you have probably noticed that there are now officially ads in your feeds. If you haven't yet, you probably will soon. This is part of the network's move to a new hosting service and uh, ad revenue from that is going to allow the network to keep running and for shows to keep bringing you great stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are interested in ad-free episodes, you can get those as a Character Creation Cast patron. And we'll have more info uh, in our show notes and in our calls to action about what all you can get for that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, So stay tuned after the episode to hear us thank those people that have already signed up for the patreon including another brand new patron
2: yay
0: until then uh enjoy the show everybody Character creation cast. We began making our characters for Rio Tama. Amber was creating an attack minstrel. Amelia was creating a magical artisan, and I was creating a technical noble. We're picking up right where we left off last time. Enjoy.
3: Okay, we will discuss what that means uh, later on because it will affect uh, some of your. Things, but that will that will come later. So we do not have to roll up stats. You just get to determine what you want based off of these sets that they already have for you, which is on page 30. Okay. So basically, we talked briefly earlier on that there's only four stats in Ryutama: it's strength, spirit, dexterity, and intelligence. And so they have basically an average set, which means you get sixes across the board. And sixes across the boards means all of your stats are 1d6. So if you have to roll a strength spirit, you would be rolling two d6s. Okay. Um, And then they have a standard set, which is 4, 6, 6, 8. And then they have a specialized set. Four four eight eight, which is basically just saying you know you're really good in two things and then really bad in other stuff. So I am mm-hmm. going to figure out what I want. And anybody can use any of these. We don't have to like
1: all agree that we're using the same yep. array, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with standard here.
3: I'm just going to be really average. I love it. Fixes across the board.
0: That's really easy. I went standard as well. Uh, let's see. So I went D6 strength, D4 dex, D6 int, and D8 spirit.
1: So I did four in strength, eight in dexterity, six in intelligence, six in spirit.
3: Nice. So then the next three things that we have to determine are our hit points, our mental points, and our carrying capacity. And this is on page 31. And hit points are your strength just times two. Okay. So, like, for me, I have a 6 strength, so I have 12 HP to start. Bam. And then MP, your mental points, is uh, your spirit times 2. So okay. I'll have 12 to start as well.
0: You got 16.
3: And then because this game wants you to track things like your carry capacity, uh, your carry capacity is your strength plus 3. So mine would be 9. Okay. Where does that go? I'm going to look at the character sheet for you guys. Ooh. It would be your max MP is this star thing in the top right underneath yeah. the int
0: spirit. Yep. We'll just find the carry capacity here.
3: Yeah. Carry capacity. Who? Where are you? The our equipment. You'd
1: think it'd be like somewhere around there, but.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see it on this sheet. That's okay, I'll make a little
1: note. Sorry, what did you say? Our carry capacity is what? Your strength plus
3: three. Three?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's going to be seven.
3: You think it would be with your equipment? Right.
1: Right. Well, that's a thing to talk about later.
3: Yep.
0: Uh huh. I've got a condition. On so here condition
3: as well. is something um, that w- happens during the game, so okay. you don't have to fill that fill that out uh, at all right now. Um so after we're done with the HP MP carry capacity the next thing is to choose your mastered weapon. Mm-hmm. So in Ryutama you can use any weapon that you want like if you found a sword but if you're not mastered in it you're not used to using a two-handed sword you will take a penalty for using it. That makes sense because you you held it wrong and it hurt your hands. Mm-hmm. It's heavier than you thought it was. Yeah, you tear your rotator cuff. Oh, no. Um, so, I, and they give you a list, and this is on page 32, that they give you a list of like what kind of categories there are. Um, and yes, you can be mastered in unarmed combat. Okay. And if you're not mastered in uncom- unarmed combat and you punch somebody, you will get the penalty because you didn't hold your fist right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And so for people listening, the way that weapons work or like how you use combat, there's a thing called accuracy, and that's basically your to hit, right? So you'll be rolling your accuracy against like a uh, monster's, um, I can't remember what it's called right now, but basically that's the the to hit uh, thing. Mm. And, uh, different weapons will use different abilities for accuracy. So like, for instance, the light blade uses decks an int and it has a plus one on it
0: mm-hmm.
3: and then its damage is your intelligence minus one
0: interesting so you have to be smart with a, a light blade
3: yeah and then like the damage you don't roll for damage it's literally just your int minus well i no, i think you roll your int dice
0: mm.
3: i lied it's been a minute since i've played this game
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Sorry. all right i think i'm gonna choose blade for my mastered weapon it looks like you get to start with one too, which is nice. Yes, I'm gonna go with a lawn sword.
1: I uh went with light blade, and I actually am gonna pick a dagger. I
3: think. I um I went with unarmed since I'm a puppeteer. I love it. Um, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are we ready for the next step? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So next, this is, like, kind of more flavor injection. So, you know, to give your character opportunity, like, some more depth. It's determining your personal item. You would choose a small item that they would have an emotional bond with. This should be something that your character would have on them at all times. And it's just for flavor. There's no mechanical benefit. Mm. Um, I have a tiny stuffed parrot. Amazing. It sits on my shoulder at all times. Oh, (laughs) It's it's like a, it's a uh, Velcro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> or tied to me. I don't know. Either mm-hmm. way, if we don't know if hook and loop fasteners exist in this world or whatever. It's it's attached to me somehow. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so good. I want mine to be like a small carved something. I think it is a small carved animal, but it's not an animal I've ever seen before.
3: Oh, interesting.
1: I think. I made it uh of an animal I saw in a dream.
3: Ooh. Oh. A prophecy. Mm.
1: <laughs> or just ridiculous. Yeah, I guess we'll find out.
0: Okay. And I'm going to go with a uh a pet rock that okay. I had created um back when I was a kid because uh we weren't allowed to have pets in the house.
3: <laughs> we it's kind of my theory too for my characters yes. why he has a tiny stuffed parrot. <laughs> that and that and he's really into pirates and so as a uh-huh. kid he's had this stuff this stuffed parrot.
0: I just have this rock with little face painted on it.
3: Mm. Have we invented googly eyes yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh and so the like the next step is really just the character details, like your name, your age, gender, and then like we alluded to earlier, there is a you pick a color to represent yourself essentially um so that I think it's just easier to like when you like make little markers and stuff on like the battlefield and things like that um but a lot of times you know you know, it's like I'm the red ranger, I'm the blue ranger, like that's just a easy way to rec- be recognizable mm-hmm. um gotta think of a name uh, I'm gonna go with Herschel mm. uh, I wanna be for the book. I want to be 27 and male. I'm writing in a green pen. I'm okay to be green. Does anybody else want to be green? Mm, no. green's fine.
1: Do we have to like pick certain color? Like, can I pick any color? We can pick any color. Okay, good. Because I've been writing in pink. So that's what oh,
0: we're going to yes. go.
1: do. Because that was the pen color that the iPad was on.
0: Uh, I'll just go with uh, teal.
1: Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Well, see now uh, I feel like I had to pick dark red.
0: Wow, well, I I was gonna go with dark red otherwise.
1: Well, now I feel like I have to go to teal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gotta go teal. It's Fine. Uh, I need a good character name though.
1: Um, what are you what are you feeling?
0: I've almost got one. Okay. Yeah, I'll forget about a last name. It's fine.
1: Yeah, I don't, oof, last names.
0: Okay, so yeah, it's they've got like um imag- image color outward appearance. Like the stuff that they kind of wear, the aura, skin, eye, or hair color, all sorts of possibilities there that this color could yeah. represent. Okay. Yes, I wear a lot of teal.
3: Yeah, greens predominantly. Green eyes, green hair, green, green, green. hmm jo- It's the Jolly Green, not uh, gnome. There you go. <laughs> not giant.
1: The Jolly Green, not giant. Not giant. Not giant.
3: <laughs>
0: Um, okay, I went with um, Elora for my character's name. She/her pronouns, and age nineteen, relatively young noble.
3: Cool. So there are two more things after this, um, which are you know your reason for journeying, like why did you go on this, and like mm-hmm. where you where are you from originally? So your hometown. So you kind of are doing a little bit of world building in character creation. Uh, And then also personality, other details, which I think I really like that they point out, like, you don't have to know this right off the bat. Like, Mm -hmm. You can play to find out as well, which is how I tend to uh, find out my character's personalities. I just jump in because it's like I like to make those choices. Like personality really comes out when you're like being asked to do things or make choices and stuff.
0: Um, Yeah, I think I'm going to be a cat person because I can.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of how I want I see Herschel. He's 27. He's a an attack minstrel who's a puppeteer. Uh
0: does he attack with puppets?
3: Yep. That's what I was thinking. Oh, amazing.
0: Uh preferred weapon, puppets.
3: I think he's trying to be like I trying to be cool, but like is not at cool at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he he's trying to be like I don't know. It's either that or he's just a complete goofball. Either way, well, if I would just play him, I would find out. But those are the two things that are in my head right now. It's like either he's Sundari, which is like I'm standoffish, and but also I'm sweet underneath, or he's just literally every character I play, which is to say a complete, utter goof. Mm-hmm. As for hometown, I don't know. I mean, this is like a, a good question for us to talk about as far as like how do we see this world?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah it's it's interesting that they ask these questions before uh before the world building.
3: Mhm. I'm trying to remember if I did it that way when I first did the game.
0: Mhm.
3: I guess I could go look at my podcast or my blog um see what I did. How I did it. Mm-hmm. Still trying to find my name. Nothing is right.
0: There's there's got to be a name out there for this artisan. I know. Do you know what sort of artisan uh, this character is,
1: because
0: mm, no. it could be anything from like blacksmith to baker to to seamstress to whatever, right?
3: Right. Yeah. When I did this session zero with my group, we did world and town building last. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Yep. I did introduction, expectations, traveler creation, region, and then world and town building.
0: Oh, interesting. Well, that's that's how the book's leading us right now. So. But I mean, if this is like a fantasy world given, right, Mm -hmm. we can all come from whatever town we kind of imagine and figure out how that comes together later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for my appearance, I went with teal cloak, cat person with calico markings and auburn hair. Cool. Got the cool cat eyes, too.
3: Oh, I love. I just love little cute. Like. I always, when I play Ryutama, I always imagine, like, Animal Crossing in my head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Coraline. There it is. Coraline. found it. I was looking for a pink-related name.
0: Oh, there you go. Sweet Coraline.
1: And we'll name it after Nate's favorite book.
0: Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> All right, so hometown, reason for traveling. Um,
1: the hometown part is really hard. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: I, I, yeah. It's like without without having the world built already. So, in my, I mean, I guess I could do it this way. Like, if I was to think about my character Herschel, like what his life was like in his hometown, I want to think his reason for journeying is he's like trying to. I think he wants to make puppets a thing. You know, he wants to mm. bring back puppetry mm. as a as a respectable occupation, and that people want to do. Yeah. So, so. like he he's like puppets have been out of fashion he's been like i want to but i really am into this i like carving them i like making them i like all of it but i need people to see my puppet my Mm. puppetry um and this town is small and word doesn't get out and people don't really know uh, about herschel from x town you know it's like i need to go out and i want to i want to expose people to puppetry
1: I picture him as like doing like the small like indie punk band thing of like yeah. playing lots of like, not like but like instead of like backroom bars, it's it's like little school shows, yeah, you know, <laughs> like and he's like hoping to like you know like start there and like build up so he can eventually do like stadium tours, you know, yeah, of his his puppetry. But like for for right now, he's just getting booked for like kindergartens.
3: Yes, and then secretly. And this could be a thing that builds out is like he's actually a a, a form of martial arts is the puppetry. He's actually trying to I love it. I
2: love it to
3: keep this art alive. So his town that he comes from, maybe it's like this small, like a very small village that is like this art has been dying out, and he wants to 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 go out and showcase it again and try to get people to sign up for his puppet martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, but his hometown is small. Um, I don't have a name for it. That would be something I would want, I would probably have to take some time and think about or talk about in the world building section. Yeah. So I think Coraline
1: is, her Her art is actually like fabric dyes and things. Ooh. Um, oh, nice. And so her goal with, with traveling is going to be to go out and just like find things to make new dyes, but ultimately she would like to make a color that does not exist. Oh. Yeah. She's off to find her banta
3: black. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere there's a mushroom. Right. That the dye absorbs all light.
1: Right. Right. Um, and I, I think she's from like some kind of like coastal like trading town. Uh-huh. So like I, I think that this is mm. I, I made her 30. So she's she's a little more established. Um and I, I think she probably has a business or it's a family business or something like that. Um and has been doing this for a little while, but um
0: wants to, wants to
1: make it an art form rather than just um, yeah. Like make clothes as art rather than utilitarian.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, and I uh my character also comes from a small town. Um where my family is kind of the leaders of the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of the wealthiest uh, family in the area uh, because of their successful trade that they have going on. So maybe maybe we could even come from the same small town, Amelia. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, I'm picturing mine is like a little bit bigger. It's like a trading hub.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm picturing too, kind of. Okay. Like, a, like a trading hub, but like, um, so probably on the coast. Mm-hmm. And there's probably like a a small-ish town feel off of that hub. Okay. Right?
1: Yeah, it's like a lot of people coming in but only a small amount like actually live there and stay there.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, so you have a, a small permanent community um and like one one or or maybe two big trades that are like localized here but the rest are like imports, exports, sort of stuff. Okay. Which could make a lot of sense, but uh, my character's the youngest of five kids, uh, so there wasn't much place for uh, Laura in the family trade since all the older kids already have the prominent positions within there and there's like nothing left over and it's like, what, mm. what, what am I going to do?
1: You have the youngest baby syndrome of like, yeah, exactly. everybody's so, already done the things and your parents are really tired. So
0: yeah, I don't so know, good just luck. do whatever. Right. Do whatever you want. So I feel kind of a little neglected uh, from my family upbringing, even though there was a lot of love in the family. It was just like, I, I have to find my own way. So um, all the training that my parents put me through, all that sort of stuff, I'm just like, you know what? I'm I'm going to go. Follow my passion, and maybe I can use some of my money to uh, help bring joy to the world, and maybe that is through, uh, you know, funding these these up and coming art projects. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and your parents color, were like,
1: "Mind your puppetry, investments." And you're like, "Puppetry and, and dies." dies. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like this is
3: where it's at.
0: This is where it's at. Uh, not investing for a profit, but investing for the fun of it. Heck yeah. Bring art to the people.
3: I love it. Puppetry's the future. It is. <laughs> and I think of, the, think of what I could dress my puppets in with the fabrics that you dye. Oh, my gosh. I'm
1: already thinking of like the graphics for this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to make. Amazing.
3: So but I mean, that's basically it, like after you you'd go through that, then you would fill out the more of of your character sheet, which is if you look at your uh like your class sheet mm-hmm. uh there is things like uh for instance mine my, my minstrel, I would be able to take these uh three like skill things which mm-hmm. are I have well traveled, I have knowledge of tradition, and I have music, which uh when I was playing this game with my group, we kind of like would homebrew things a little bit because it like for instance, like maybe I shouldn't pick music because I'm I didn't I didn't I didn't pick that as for my minstrel. Right. So I could probably change it to be something different. Like I could put on like perform, you know, instead of just saying music. And then I could still do the same mechanical benefits that Mm. music would give, but I would just narratively do it different. But yeah, well traveled it's like as a minstrel um i get to uh the skill effect for having well traveled is i get to make a plus one to journey checks
2: Mm. and
3: that's like for 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 travel direction camping checks it's it's always an effect it's a passive ability i get plus one to all journey checks um knowledge of tradition uh basically means i've since i'm well traveled i've experience a lot of stuff. Um, so I can get more information about things that I see in here. So basically anytime I come across something interesting, I can use my int and roll int twice to like get some knowledge about something. And then there's that music that, you know, I would change to perform for in this case for Herschel. And basically I can do a buff. Like I'll put on a little like inspiring puppet display for you all and you guys would all get a bonus to your next roll. Oh, nice. A plus one bonus to your to your role. The, whatever role it could be. Yeah. Um I could mess up. I could perform so badly that it gives you guys all a status effect. Oh no. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like I'm if so i roll, so embarrassed. <laughs> uh yeah. If I if I roll a fumble, if I rolled two ones, you'd all get a fumble point, but. If you had a condition of six or less, you would get muddled as a status effect. And then there's a there's a chart elsewhere in the book that shows you what that means. Awesome. Um, Yeah. So So let's see. So for who, let's see, we had a um, noble, right? And an artisan. Yeah. So
1: I have I have trapping, which allows me to get materials from monsters that we've defeated. Um, so, uh, the TN is the monster level times two and it uses my dexterity and intelligence.
3: Yeah, um, and TN stands for target number. So, like, the GM will set, like, some sort of thing, like, what yeah. you have to get. or Based on or the difficulty case, of the monster, I assume, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and then I have crafting, which, um, it says you can use the skill to make handy, cute, beautiful, or delicious things. Um, Probably not delicious in my case. Um, And then, let's see here. Let's see. When choosing an artist in class, choose a single category from this list. Weapons, armor, shoes, capes, staves, hats, accessories, food, sundries, camping equipment, or containers. Um, If you choose shoes, for example, you can make any item in the shoes category. If you fail the skill check, you may try again. The materials won't be lost, but the time will. Um, So, I think in my case, if RGM would be okay with it, I would pick, like, clothing.
2: Um, Mm -hmm. I know
1: this says, like, capes, scarves, capes, staves, hats, accessories, whatever. Um, But hopefully clothing is not too broad of a category. Um, Make an item from your specialization. Choose the specialization category when choosing this class, which I am going to pick. I don't know. There you go. What where, where dyes fall. Like, I don't know if I count as, like, a seamstress or, like...
0: Um, there is, like, a name for that, I thought.
1: it's, like, not really, like, a designer, but, like... Right. A clothier of some sort.
3: Clothier. Yeah. yeah, something like that.
1: Um, and then I also have repair. You can repair damaged items, restoring their durability to full use. Use the table below to determine the repair check target number, uh which tells me like how much the item costs versus a how
0: dexter. hard it is to fix a dexter a dexter is a person who dyes cloth mm mm mm-hmm.
3: interesting uh yeah so big basically what what so in this book they have like shop item things that you can like buy from so basically i think what it's say, is saying is like if your character wanted to make a piece of clothing that would in the book is Ten thousand gold or less, you would have to roll at least an eight in order to make it. Right. Same with repair. Like if I broke my puppet, you know, and we decided the puppet was worth a hundred thousand gold. Right. It would be a lot
1: harder to fix something yeah. that is yeah. like more expensive. Like you know, the better it's
3: made, the harder it is to fix and or yes. make to begin with. Mm-hmm. My priceless heirloom puppet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you roll really bad and you make that horrible um, monkey Jesus painting that fresco. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yes! <laughs> so you turn my puppet into something horrible, right. which is funny to me. Uh, to role play that yeah. would be hilarious. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. It looks gr- great. Right, like
3: you don't want to have Fe- a feeling. Like. Thanks. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. Uh-huh. I, <laughs> I tried.
0: <laughs> I tried. An attempt was it, made. <laughs> I think it captures the original spirit of <laughs> Right. Amazing. Uh, For Noble, uh, I get Etiquette. Uh, So the skill effect is leaving a positive impression on someone of high rank or status. Uh, So I I get that. That uses uh, Dex and Int uh, to roll. Um, And that's contested roll for the TN. And then I also get a Refined Education. Um, so no detailed information about the things you see in here. Uh, so that sounds like a kind of like a knowledge check of sorts. Yeah. Right. Uh, that uses int plus int, uh, which is interesting. Uh, and that's a GM's discretion on the TN. Uh, but then I also get weapon grace, which, uh, you can choose, I could choose a second mastered weapon category if I so chose. Or I could choose the same one and get plus one to my accuracy checks. Uh, So I went with the same one, which is blade. So now my blade, it gives me plus one for uh, accuracy checks. Cool.
3: So after putting all that information in, remember how I was like, we have the type that we picked. Now you would put the, the effect of what a type does. So if you go to the next page after your, or after all of the, um, character class stuff mm-hmm. on page 52 is now the type uh things. Okay. So for instance, we all three picked different. So I'll talk about attack,
2: mm-hmm. which
3: is I get to have uh toughness, which is Mac, my max HP goes up to 4. Um wait, so I get to pick all yeah, I can pick all three of these things. Mm-hmm. Um
0: That's what it sounds power, like
3: So I get toughness, power, and weapon focus. Toughness is the max HP plus four, so mine will go up now to sixteen. Then I get plus one bonus to damage rolls during combat. That's power, and then weapon focus. I get another mastered weapon. So (laughs) if if for instance. the noble wanted to, the noble could take attack and end up getting like three mastered weapons if they wanted to, which is hilarious. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to gain light blade.
0: Nice. All right, For the technical type, uh, this type has great focus and excels at overcoming adverse circumstances. They shine brightest when there is a check that they must not fail. Uh, so accurate. I get a plus one bonus to any check when using concentration for a bo- total bonus of plus two. That's interesting. Um, quick, I get a plus one bonus to initiative checks in combat. That'll be nice. And Pocket, uh, your carrying capacity is increased by plus three. Uh, I get to uh, carry everything now. <laughs> carry capacity is now 12. And initiative is dex plus eight. Int it looks like um is it is it fixed or do you roll
3: i believe you roll okay i believe i could be wrong again it's been a little bit since i've uh it would make sense this. if your dex
1: is a d8 and your int is a 6 you would roll both of those yeah right together right
0: because i know in like um what was it in, Cause otherwise in, your initiative in,
1: would always be the same
0: right in beyond right. the wall that's the way it is your initiative, it never changes. It's based on your class and like any bonuses. And that's your order of combat roll every single time. It actually works out pretty nicely. Uh especially for a more rules like game.
3: Yeah, it's fair. It looks like rolling. Okay. So I have my quick I there. have my quick combat rules from when I was uh back when I jammed all the time and roll initiative. Yeah. I don't know where to put any of this on this sheet though
0: I'm kind of adding it in but there's like one additional one that I can't really add in so I'm going to put it in the notes
1: maybe there's
3: another like there's another or maybe it's not let me look at this again because I know like in the monsters they just have a stagnant initiative which let's see look at this monster in the back and its abilities are huh no I don't know no I think it's rolling okay anyway (laughs) magic type right
1: Yeah, so I pick magic type. Um, So this type can harness the mystical energy known as magic. Magic is split into two types, seasonal magic and incantation magic. As characters gain levels and more powerful effects of both types of magic become available to them, when a traveler chooses magic type, they receive a grimoire in which to store their incantations. The traveler then records their first two incantation spells within, if the grimoire is lost, the recorded spells within are lost as well. Yikes. Um, so the abilities I get are Will, which puts my max MP plus 4, which puts me at... Uh, I can do math, 16. Um, Spellbook, acquire two incantation spells per level. And Seasonal Sorcerer, acquire Seasonal
3: Magic. Okay. So yeah, so magic starts on page seventy six, and like they said, there there are low level spells, mid level spells, and high level spells for incantation magic. Um, much like in other role playing games, um, there's like you know a duration of a spell, how what you can target, what the range is. Um, but in this game, you also have your MP, your it it takes two like for instance pure crystal light takes two magic or i say magic points it's actually mental points but it takes two mental points in order to cast and it lasts for 12 hours and you can target a tool and it glows if you you know and the range is just touching it mm. but then what's really fun is there's there's four different seasonal magics and they all have different flavors to it so like spring feels pretty like your basic like um they're, they're just really flavorful i don't i i don't know how to explain it like spring has a lot of like uh this one is called uh rose fever scatter it casts allergic like pollen to make people sneeze be oh. <laughs> <laughs> allergic and like make people's noses run oh, amazing! summer magic has um like a lightning bug net you can summon a tent of magical mosquito nets that zaps bugs, so you could, you oh, know, wow. it's like these are, yeah, and like winter magic is is kind of they're they're all like flavored, kind of like the and are flavored, yeah. So each one has a different kind of feel to it. Autumn's magic is really melancholic.
1: Hmm.
0: It's really interesting.
1: I'm trying to decide like what is right for this, like spring seems like it's it's more about like creating things and you know like
3: mhm which might be right mm-hmm. yeah spring has more like healing and and um status effect stuff and that's again one of my things about this game is um it's i wish there was more you know what i mean yeah um there's magic lists are not as as much but i mean it's at starting out you don't really need like everything but I do crave more.
1: Right, right. I think I'm going to go with spring because I feel like that—that that feels like it fits more with what cool this character is and what I want to do. I yes. guess
3: magic has been the one thing that of Ryotama I've never like. It doesn't stick in my brain very well. Like it the, feels the,
1: like it just doesn't quite fit as well as some of the you know. Like I mean, it's probably extremely setting dependent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it feels. A little out of place or clunky, or you know, like.
2: But it, uh, but it
0: feels it feels toned down at the same time. Yes. Like compared to like a, a system with a fully fledged magic system. Yeah, which is uh, why it feels like,
1: like I don't like it, it. It feels like oh, I guess we should also. Put magic we should also in. have magic. I guess. Like it feels like the, right. like the heart wasn't in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like four, th- like three to six or so spells per level. Yeah. Uh, and then there is, you know, just a handful of spells per level of these. This, uh, you know, seasonal magic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can kind of see it being like more closely related to like folklore sort of magic, right? You know? Right.
3: Yeah. All right. But yeah, basically the way that magic works in this game is like it's all based around your um MP. Mm-hmm. So usually it's like if you you don't have to really roll for anything unless like in the spell it says you know to roll something otherwise it's just like if you have enough mp you cast it Mm -hmm. so there's a whole section on it too in 72 73 but um it was yeah sometimes it can feel we'll see that's it see look roll the magic check so there is a roll to it so this is what I what I mean. Like I I've played this game for so long, but we've had we our magic stuff. Like it always felt like a little bit, like I it wasn't very clear. Like you have the MP, you spend the MP, then you have to do, uh, like, like this is it roll the magic check in spirit? If two ones are rolled, the spell fails. Any other result usually indicates success. <laughs> so it's like. Like So
1: maybe unless the GM says, like, this is harder this time because... I
3: guess. Yeah. Right. That was one of those ones where we always were like, well, I guess if you just roll above the two, you're fine.
0: Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. You know what spells you're taking then, Amelia?
1: Mm. What do I get? So are these incantations are different than seasonal spells?
3: Yes. Incantation, you get to just choose two to begin with.
1: Right. So it doesn't say, actually, it says that I get seasonal magic. It doesn't say that I get
3: any of those spells. Yeah. At 79, you acquire spring magic, and low level, automatically learned at level one, as all of that level one stuff. Oh, okay. So if you took spring, you would get wake up and stand up, amina, no, no, and cure plus plus, and ritual.
0: Oh, very nice.
3: Then you wouldn't get... You get incant. I think you get an incantation spell every level, but you don't unlock the next level of of spring magic until level four. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So Low yeah, level spells. Like... Two spells each level.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's. So violent. I start
3: with two. Yeah, you get a lot of you get a lot of you get a lot of spells.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apparently.
3: And I think that's that's basically character creation, and then stuff that happens afterwards is you know you choose your party roles uh which is leader, mapper, quartermaster and then the journal keeper. Um and then you would create your Ryujin. the GM would create their Ryujin.
0: Okay. Since we don't have a GM, we would probably want to like at least decide some stuff about this Ryujin, right?
1: Right, before we do any of our
3: like world stuff. Mhm. Do you want me to kind of take us through the Ryujin process as well?
0: Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome fun. if we could. Yeah.
3: Okay. So basically the way that Ryujin works is there are four types that you can choose from. Um, and it there's a green dragon, blue dragon, red dragon, and a black dragon. So if you're going to take uh, the green dragon... The keywords for that kind of that like the kind of storytelling that you're gonna go for are traveling to faraway lands, long journeys, adventures, quests, hope, freedom, balance. If you were to take the blue dragon or the azure dragon, is that right? Azure's blue, yes, Azure Dragon. It would be the human heart, love, youth, heartwarming tales, healing, communication, human drama, friendship, children, <laughs> so boys and girls, family, siblings, teachers, pupils, and animals. <laughs> crimson dragon is fighting battle war heroes competition struggle uh growth worry worthy rivals monster hunting dungeon exploration hack and slash death traps um (laughs) and then the black dragon is intrigue betrayal solving mysteries assassination (laughs) tragedy madness decay (laughs) aesthetics Fear, madness, confusion, depravity, the criminal underworld, and gambling. Amazing.
0: So that's <laughs> so, that's Amelia's dragon color. I see. Shock, <laughs> shock.
1: I feel like for what we've kind of talked about here, green is probably yes.
0: Correct. Green does feel good.
3: So the first thing that you would do is uh, the green dragon. You every region gets to pick an artifact. So the artifacts to choose from for the green dragon are an encyclopedia, a sextant or a torch. So the encyclopedia says it's it's you're running the game using the rules as written. It doesn't really give a, a anything. It's just basic information. Uh mm-hmm. it's it is as it is. You're not going to do anything outside of just how the rules are. A sextant is this artifact indicates that the GM has created a few original rules and will be using them. Um, and then Torch is, this brightens the path ahead. Uh, so at the end of each session, all the experience gained by the PCs is doubled. So mm. my my group wanted the Torch. <laughs> uh, so we took the Torch, and boy, did we level fast. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's that part of the region. Let me go look at the rest of the rules. Yeah,
1: the order that things are in in this book is a little, yes, confusing. Like it starts to talk about things, and then it's like, and back to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: I wish it had a checklist like it did for the the players. Mm-hmm. It has
1: like a step by step guide on page twenty four, but it looks like the actual it creation it doesn't start yeah. until one thirty three.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Let me look at my character sheet that I made for my region. I did give it a name. I So you make a name, you have a race, you have an alternate form. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I wasn't looking at it. I was just two pages away. So, yeah, so you choose a type. We chose the green dragon. Uh huh. And then we cha- you choose a shape shifted appearance. So all Ryujin have three forms, a horned human, a great dragon, and one other form. This third shape-changing form is a non-threatening one that they can use to approach the Travelers. Uh, so I had a hummingbird at one point in time as a region I chose, or a tiny fox. So if we had a GM, I don't know what we would want to choose, but... I like tiny fox. Tiny fox. Uh, yeah, you start at, at a level as well, so our region would start at level one. Life points represent the region's health and vigor um and they allow the region to use benedictions and reveals um all region begin with 3 lp if the region's lp score drops to 0 the region dies oh no Yikes. then what happens game over they're gone of- forever and never return if
0: Just- the
3: region dies in the middle of a journey the journey must either end immediately or a new region must be created step in and guide the journey to its end
0: oh wild
3: <laughs> We chose an artifact. Did we, which one did we pick? I do, uh, like, did we do?
0: I do like the encyclopedia one, just okay. rules as written.
3: Got it. Yeah.
1: Keep I got it, it, it simple. Too. Also, I just mm. like encyclopedias.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then, yeah, then you would just personalize region so that on page 135, they have like a choose a name, choose an appearance, choose a personality, choose a goal, choose a home, note your travelers, note your world, and then have a travel log history. mhm So again, I, I didn't really, I guess we could talk about this more, but I, I, as a graphic designer, I tend to, uh, redesign everything to Mm -hmm. fit my needs. So (laughs) I had redesigned the character sheets for not only the players, but also for, uh, the GM as well, the Ryujin.
1: Yeah. And we do have like in our discussion section, we have, um, a point to like talk about the character sheets. I'm really interested to find yeah. out like what you because i don't love these ones <laughs>
3: um. <laughs> i'm i'm with you
1: so what do, what do we think is a good like personality here
3: good question yeah. uh it's it's hard because we because like if it was a gm right like if you had the gm they would be the ones making this right because it's right. like this is their their character so i can kind of give you guys what i made the last couple yeah, times go for it. okay so the f- the first time I ever ran, i'm looking at my character sheet, which says march fourth twenty eighteen love it uh the before times the region I had her name was Parnell because I wanted something that was like reflective of spring. Mm-hmm. She was a green dragon, her alternate form was a hummingbird, and I basically said her goal was to record stories about growth, charity, and overcoming obstacles. She lived in a small cottage covered in Growth located in a willow tree grove, and then her personality was dainty, empathetic, eager, and inviting.
2: Okay,
3: so I wanted her to be very, um, like helpful and like excited about stuff, and would like she would use like I wanted her to be able to use her like benedictions and stuff liberally because I was like she wants these these people to succeed, she wants these places yeah. to succeed.
0: So this feels like the group's personal like spirit that is kind of guiding them through this journey yeah right, right. Yeah. um so it's very specifically a spirit that enjoys puppetry and the arts uh, from what i'm guessing
1: i i yeah f- i feel like there's a level of like curiosity too because you're like you're trying yeah. to create this martial art kind of like master this yeah. kind of thing ryan is is you know trying to find themselves. Um I'm trying to you know create this new dye. Mm. Um so it, it's a lot of like looking for things and ways to do things and and Yeah. you know so like I feel like there's creativity, there's curiosity. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I agree. I I, I and plus the tiny fox it kind of uh like curious, shy and full of wonder.
3: Oh, that's cute. Yeah.
0: And then a goal uh for this would be um what the to spread joy through puppetry,
3: or just like spread joy through discovery or oh yeah uh, yeah creativity you know spread joy through creativity is probably I think you. so
0: I like that very nice
3: and like so I would I'm not gonna go too deep into it because like the benedictions and reels are supposed to be stuff that happens at the beginning of a session or during a session sure. mm-hmm. to kind of give you guys an idea of like what to expect it's like. Okay, we all sit down. Well, I want to cast, you know, the tale of the journey. You know, that says up to two PCs who role play ardently pursuing the goal of the journey can ignore all weather modifiers for the rest of the session. Because mm. oh, that's cool. the thing we didn't really talk about is like terrain and weather all plays into those target numbers that you guys have to roll against during your journey checks or any yeah. other kinds uh-huh. of checks. Um. Another benediction for this one that my group really loved was um, The Tale of the Traveler's Journal, which is at the end of the session, up to two PCs who write about their journey in a travel diary will receive their character level times 300 in gold. Wow. So, like, basically, you're, the LaRugin the is becoming like the Tooth Fairy, but for stories. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then... Like, other stuff, you can get, you can start to, like, learn other benedictions as well. They're more generic in the back. Reveals are kind of like spells that you cast during the session, um, where it's like, for instance, Guidance of the Dragon costs two LP, and it's usable when the Travelers are lost. You can change a PC's failed directional check into a success.
0: mm and that's where those so, life points come into play huh
3: yeah and you don't want to run out of those so you kind of no. have to be balanced and i like that right like that's you know one of the things i was told early on um when i started jamming was don't become a you know don't insert a gm pc right like yeah yeah don't just step in all the time and try to be part of the group and i like that they have like a a mechanical reason why you just can't keep using
0: spells yeah right? Absolutely. I like this. And then it looks like the last thing for uh this is the living quarters.
3: Oh yeah. Where does the um region live? Yeah. I mean, it feels
1: like somewhere wooded or you
0: know. Yeah, like uh it's got to be somewhere secret. It kind of says it's like a mysterious place. Um
3: I mean, it doesn't even have to be on this plane of existence, right? right. Like it could be in a little pocket dimension.
1: I feel like it's by like a secret, like like there's a lake somewhere,
0: like a small pond or something. Lake, lake is yeah, lake would work too.
1: Sure. How small, big? How big of a lake? I don't know. Ponds just like sound gross and scummy
3: to me, and I want it oh. to be pretty.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine.
3: A shimmering lake in a in a in the middle of a dense secluded
0: forest. Yeah.
3: yeah. I'm trying to figure out where the world building starts.
0: That's what I was looking for too.
3: You build the you? world.
0: We just got to find it.
3: Where? Oh, there it is. World creation rules, one twenty six. One
0: twenty six. Uh, and then
3: town creation rule rules, one twenty three. Oh, there you go. So it's really funny to do make a town first and then start talking about the world. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it feels a little backwards.
0: It it feels like we're going like super focused in and then moving outwards.
1: Yeah. Um. So is this town supposed to be like? Like we're not necessarily all from the same place. Is this just like a?
3: So the way that I so the way that I handled it was, and it was, you know, it's different, right? Like I did the like I made the continent first, and then I said, let's populate some towns on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we made a um a map, and what I did was I spread a bunch of macaroni onto a piece of paper, and then I just traced around the macaroni (laughs) to make a continent, and then I said, okay, let's start making some towns. Uh, on this continent mm-hmm. and they have a character cre- the town creation sheet where it's like select a name for the town and you choose the population you can choose a system of government you can choose the environment like the representative building Uh, so like just, just like coming up with buildings that mm-hmm. like make up this town like they have a look to it like right like when you've traveled to like to Florida and everything is like pastel mm-hmm. Um specialty goods uh the sight and sound and smell and then like threats
0: yeah okay. it looks like uh they even have a section like when do you create towns when do you create a world Yep. and so like they they suggest you at the end of a session at the start of a session or before you arrive at a town so i mean technically we might not even have to create a town unless we want to create our hometown if we're all from the same place right
1: Right. I also feel like I mean there's a level of because you are traveling and journeying that like maybe we really don't know that much about the world but like this yeah. gets discovered along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I kind of I kind of like the idea of especially for the show right now too because you know yeah. like otherwise it feels like arbitrary kind of like
2: mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh because yeah, the, with world building it's either in the middle of the campaign for players that are not accustomed to the game yet, which uh, Amelia and myself are not. Right. Playing a few sessions with a vaguely defined fantasy world, that says, uh, until everyone has a handle of the feel of the game, which is interesting. And then for people that are familiar with the feel of Ryutama, there is uh, before the campaign starts world building, mm-hmm. which is what we normally do. On the show when there's collaborative world building
1: but i also think a lot of times we do that as a way to inform our characters and we've yeah. already made our characters
0: yeah right. no exactly and i i think uh leaving the world kind of a mystery we we kind of talked about a, a little bit of the world kind of in a vague sense with our character creation which was interesting uh we know arts are important to our characters. It might be not super important to the world, or at least puppetry isn't, and uh, and we want to make it important, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or we want to bring it back. And maybe there's a reason why it kind of went out of style or something. Maybe there's a reason we want to bring it back into style. That's, that's kind of a, like, find out in place sort of thing that we could do, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's what I like about this like, even as you're reading through this book it's it like you were calling out like if you're experienced if you're not experienced or this might require more ad libbing or you know mm-hmm. how does your table feel about doing all of this like the tools are there if you want to make a town and if you want to make yeah. the worlds like that but if you're a group of people who are experienced and and everybody's played together and you like playing to find out you can also do that too mm-hmm. um and it's it's kind of how I kind of started out that way. Like I started out more, uh, we didn't have that much experience. We sat down and did a lot of like world building together at the beginning. But mm-hmm. then by the time I was running my second campaign, we just played and we just played to find out. And, yeah. and it right. was really fun. And I would just ask questions as we were doing stuff. And then I would try to weave it back in. But that's, yeah. but it's got some good, uh, good uh, worksheets for both the town creation and the world building as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah so very cool uh that's pretty it seems like that's pretty much everything that we needed for our pc
1: yeah character
0: creation here
1: yep amazing we did it we did it it. i know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, amber thank you so much for joining us for our ryutama character creation episodes do you want to remind people where they can find you and what stuff you're up to
3: Yeah, so you can find me. The best place is just go to my website, rocketorca.com. That's the hub for all of the things I do, podcasting, my art, my portfolio is all there. And also Cloud Curio, which is my TTRPG indie publishing company, which has lots of GM prep tools and system neutral things like items, magic, spells, and like rooms and cities, things that you can use for your games. And that website is v vcloudcurio.com because cloudcurio.com was taken. Oh Boo. no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you again and thank you to everybody for listening. Please join us on the next episode for our discussion block. call to watch action.
1: Yeah, like that. So, this this end of character creation. Yeah. Um was kind of interesting and not something that we've really and we'll get more into it in the in the discussion. Yeah. But um, not something that we've really done a lot of on this show, which is get a little frustrated. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I still like Ryutama as a as a core concept. Um, but you could yeah. definitely hear that we were starting to get a little
0: like, a yeah, like, where is this where, <laughs> like, why isn't this on the sheet why Why are these right. things important and yeah. everything um yeah. It, it yeah, it was a very interesting experience because like yeah we've we've gone into games like Heroes Unlimited or whatever, knowing that you know things aren't optimal and just dealing right. with it, right,
1: right. We've gone into games where we were like we we know this is bad,
0: yeah. Exactly. Let's get into it. So, because um, because it was from quite a while ago, like the 90s or the 80s or so, and like this this one was from 2007, um, right. which I I hadn't known until like actually researching the game leading up to the episode. Yeah. Because in the states, it was only out since 2015.
1: Right. Yeah, um, and we'll get into more of that, like kind of. Yeah. design era stuff I think in the discussion too
0: exactly um,
1: but yeah it's, I feel like it's it's rare for us to be on air being like I don't know about this uh-huh. um, right so, yeah it was a, it yeah, was a wild
0: a, experience
1: yeah stay tuned for a very interesting discussion this was a really I'm excited for people to hear the, the discussion portion yeah, of this
0: absolutely yeah it it all builds up to the, the great episode next episode so uh, stay mm-hmm. tuned uh, for that uh, but be, before we let you go for the week Uh, We do have our calls to action. As mentioned, uh, in our opening, uh, you might have noticed some ads uh, showing up at the beginning or the ending of episodes. Uh, This is all part of the One Shot Network's move to Megaphone, uh, which is our new hosting service. Uh, The revenue from these ads will help fund the network and its shows like ours. Uh, What's nice is uh, any ad revenue that our show specifically Produces, we get a majority of those funds uh, directly to us to to help with production and, and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Yeah. We don't know exactly how much those ads are going to cover. It's based on downloads and all that sort of fun stuff, but we know it's not going to cover all of our costs, uh, which is why we do have the Patreon for our show. Uh, and uh, for those that don't like ads, uh, if you want you can get access to ad free episodes uh, by becoming a patron of character creation cast specifically. Uh, so those at the side quest level, the $5 and up level uh, will get access to your very own ad free feed, uh, which basically mirrors the current feed of uh, of our show. Uh,
1: we have levels available all the way from $1 a month to $50 a month. I think we have a lot of really good benefits available too. We we took a lot of time to kind of think about mm-hmm. what would be, you know, what would be, what would people want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I think we've got some good stuff in there.
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: so that includes weekly recorded conversations with Ryan and I, mm-hmm. um, where we just sit down and chat about uh, what, what have we chatted about? We've talked about Portal 2. We've talked mm-hmm. about the World Cup. We've talked about uh, Midwestern German Christmas traditions. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. All, sorts, all kinds uh, of yeah, stuff.
0: Capitalism.
1: Capital. We talk a lot about capitalism. Uh, we've been pretty
0: good. We've been a lot. We've been very good lately.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about you. Know, when we're gonna have Taylor Swift on the show?
0: That's true. So uh, yep. So if you want to hear all about how <laughs> <laughs> how we Taylor, Taylor Swift, <laughs> are going to like officially invite Taylor Swift on the show next year sometime. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully it'll work out for us. Y- yeah. You can hear all about how that conversation started.
1: Um, so if you want to hear that sort of nonsense, um, you can back us on Patreon. We also have monthly zoom calls, uh, and potentially you could even have a private game with us if mm-hmm. you wanted. So you can find all of that at patreon.com slash character creation cast. Plus if you join, we get to read your name and, uh, say a thank you out loud on every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a brand new patron this week, Ooh. A3 Sketchpad. Welcome to our Patreon. Ooh-hoo. We're really excited that you're here with us. Thank you so much for your generosity.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. In addition to A3 Sketchpad, uh, we would like to thank all of our continuing patrons, uh, starting with Lieutenant, many thanks to you.
1: DJG, aka Tigranosaurus, thank you for your support.
0: Eric Bonds, Thanks.
1: Many thanks to you, Matt Newton.
0: Shadim Cabal, thank you so much.
1: We really appreciate your support, Daryl Holiday II. Thank you.
0: The shyest barbarian, we're happy to have you here with us. Thank you,
1: Benjamin Sweeney. Thank you for your continued support.
0: Lorcan McGinnis, thank you as well for your continued support.
1: Rob Fletcher, thank you for your support.
0: Kevin Brown, we're happy to have you here with us as well. Thank you.
1: Ah. Tentacle Duck. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) And uh, John Adamus, thank you so much.
1: Thank you to all of you. And thank you to all of our future patrons. You really do make it easier for us to make the show. And we're grateful for all of your support. Um, If you aren't able to chip in financially, you can still do us a huge favor by leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, Um, We read all of our five-star reviews on our episodes, and we've also been sharing them every Friday on our social media accounts, Mm -hmm.
0: too. Absolutely. That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back next week with the final episode of 2022. where we get into some really great discussion that we did at earlier uh, with Amber about character sheets and the importance of layout. Mm -hmm. Uh, So absolutely stay tuned for that. Until then, take care of yourselves, take some time to relax, drink some water, and keep making those amazing people. We'll see you next time.
1: or on my other podcast, Garbage of the Five Rings. Our other host, Ryan Bolter, can be found on Twitter at LordNeptune or online at LordNeptune.com. Music for this episode is used with a Creative Commons license or with permission from the podcast it originated from. Further information can be found within the show notes. Our main theme music is Hero Remix by Steve Combs and is used with a Creative Commons license. This podcast is owned by us under creative commons this episode was edited by the absolutely fantastic ryan Bolter. further information for the game system used in today's guests can also be found in the show notes if you'd like to support our show find us on patreon get access to bonus episodes extra outtakes and much much more at patreon.com character thanks for joining us and remember we find the best part of any role-playing game is character creation So go out there and create some amazing people. We'll see you next time.